0: All right, what have you been up to, Josh? Nothing. That's exciting. I read um, a book, and I had a burning question for our audience, because they're all well-read intellectuals who listen to us. Yes. Why else would they listen to us? All we do is talk about books. That's right. So, I was reading the book Tuck Everlasting, which is a children's book from 1975,
1: very popular
0: it's pretty popular it was pretty much unrecognized when it came out it didn't win any awards and no one seemed to care so it has grown in esteem and popularity since its release but it has no queer element whatsoever but i was just reading it and do you know the uh, concept of the story
1: nope i don't know anything about it i haven't seen the movie
0: Well, I'm going to give you some small spoilers for a 45-year-old book and a 12-year-old Alexis Bledel movie. So if you don't want these spoilers, just don't listen for like 30 seconds. Okay. The concept of the book is that this girl lives near some woods and she meets these people who drink from the spring water that is in the woods and they get eternal life. Oh. And near the end of the book they flash forward a few years like a few decades and the spring has been paved over and it's now a gas station and it's gone but my question for our listeners who have read this book is how did they cut down the trees in the first place because the author makes a really big point about how one of the trees has its roots in the spring and therefore will live forever and in this book things can't hurt you if you live forever like if you were to if i if you drank from the spring and i was to come after you with the sword it would just like go right through you as if nothing happened so how did they cut down the trees if they have eternal life that is my question
1: maybe the trees went on living after they were cut down
0: well, that's a very good point, but I want the, I want the, like, lost chapter of Tuck Everlasting where someone takes a chainsaw and it goes right through the tree, and he's like, what
1: the fuck is this? And then cuts his own leg off because he doesn't expect it. <gasps>
0: Ooh, that's a really good twist. Yeah. Yeah. And then his leg falls into the spring and starts walking around. It grows
1: arms and legs of its own and a personality. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, I'll agree with the personality, but I don't think it should regenerate body parts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And its name is Renesme.
0: Is that Bella's baby? (laughs) Why is Bella's baby a disembodied leg now?
1: I don't know. It just sounded creepy like Bella's baby. So I thought that'd be a good name for it.
0: Are you going to read Midnight Sun?
1: I sure the hell am.
0: I'm so excited for it.
1: I know. It's going to be just like 2009 again.
0: (gasps) We should do an episode on it.
1: We definitely should.
0: Okay. That'll be really exciting. We'll do a Midnight Sun like launch episode.
1: Yeah. And if there isn't any like queer subtext or context, we'll just make some up.
0: We'll just make some up. Yeah. I mean, Kristen Stewart is a queer icon. That's true. So it's tangentially queer. So who are you?
1: I am Joshua Gross. And I'm Chance Pretty and Pius Lee. <laughs> and this is a Gross Bit episode of Gross Misinterpretation, the premier podcast on popular media from a queer viewpoint.
0: I think I would look really good in Pius, actually.
1: I think you look good in anything.
0: Well, thank you. I think I have some shorts that might qualify as Pius. Oh. Yeah.
1: I don't think I have anything that qualifies as puce. Maybe I should get on that.
0: You should. My my shorts are they're more on the pinker pink shade of pews. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't call them pink, so maybe they're puce.
1: Maybe they are.
0: Maybe they I'm going to call them my my puce shorts.
1: Maybe anything can be puce if you really believe in it.
0: Who wears pews shorts? Chance wears pews
1: shorts. <laughs> We always love the musical elements you bring to this podcast.
0: Oh, thank you. I know. I'm always so good at staying on key.
1: Especially last podcast when you did the Queer of the Year song. I don't even remember
0: it. (laughs) Maybe you could splice it in and that can be our general intro song.
1: I don't know if I'm that technically uh, capable.
0: Well, it's a good time to learn.
1: Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get right on that, even (laughs) if I have to sign up for a college course. It's
0: not that hard.
1: (laughs) It's not that hard. Why don't you do it? Because you're the editor. Oh, I see. Okay. So um, we are going to return to our irregular segment, Queer of the Year, for 1992. Chance has uh, looked up 1992 for us, and we're going to learn all about it. Queer of the Year! There you go. That's pretty much it. Was Only that was pretty two. much it? Yeah, oh. except there was two. Okay, hang on. Queer of the year. Queer of the year. There you go. That's that's it.
0: Okay, maybe that'll stick in my head for next week. It'll just come naturally. Let's hope. So, yeah, so I researched 1992. And just for some context, here are some things that happened in 1992. The Olympics were held in Barcelona. <laughs> i don't know what's so funny joshua about (laughs) Barcelona.
1: oh my goodness please continue
0: (laughs) so bill clinton was elected president and the phillips cdi came out did you ever have one of these
1: was that like the the disc man
0: no this was like a a precursor to the DVD player, sort of. It was like a DVD player meets a PlayStation.
1: No, I have no idea what this is.
0: So the quick... the I'll be very quick about this. So the reason the PlayStation ah. exists is because Nintendo was going to partner with Sony to make a CD add-on console. All right. And then Nintendo article. dropped it and Sony became a PlayStation. And Nintendo started a partnership with Philips. To get in on the CDI, which no one has ever heard of or remembers, so it was much slower than a DVD player because it just used CDs. And the it, they specialize in like edutainment titles. So we oh. we actually had one in my fourth grade classroom, and we had a Richard Scarry Busy Town interactive disc. Oh, fun! I really enjoyed it when I was a child, and because. I mean, when you're a kid who cares about load times, I'll do whatever while it's taking two minutes to load. I don't even know. And it talked and it moved like a cartoon. I really enjoyed it. But there were also two Nintendo games on it. There's Hotel Mario and um, a Zelda title that are widely, oh. widely panned. So that was an interesting bit of trivia from 1992. So technology, thumbs down. Um, movies, thumbs up. The yeah. highest grossing films of 1992 include Aladdin, The Bodyguard. I will not I, sing that song. Yes.
1: I begged my parents, my, my friend Melody and I begged both of our parents to let us go see The Bodyguard, even though it was rated R. We were just like, come on, you have to let us see it. And they never would. And you uh, know what? Up to this day, I still haven't seen it.
0: It's on like Hulu or Netflix or something.
1: Maybe I'll have to finally watch it.
0: Also, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, Uh, (laughs) Wayne's World, Lethal Weapon 3. I've never seen that. I've never seen any of those.
1: I think Lethal Weapon 3 has Joe Pesci in it, but I've never seen any of them. Is that
0: Mel Gibson?
1: Mel Gibson and um, Danny Glover. Danny Glover, yeah.
0: Danny Glover is in Maverick. Yes, he is. And And so is Mel Gibson. (laughs) Well, we know Mel Gibson is Maverick, but they make a look at each other. And I never really understood that until I watched it this year. I was like, oh, this is like a random Lethal Weapon joke.
1: Well, yeah. And he even does his his little um, line from Lethal Weapon that he's getting too old for this shit.
0: Oh, that's from that movie? Yeah. Oh, see that? Yeah, that went right over my head um other highest grossing films of 1992 include batman returns best christmas movie ever
1: best movie ever
0: yep a few good men
1: i still haven't seen that
0: i i saw it when i was a teenager um sister act
1: oh i love sister act
0: keanu reeves dracula
1: oh my goodness don't even get me started on bram stoker's dracula
0: is that a good get, Don't Get Me Started or a bad Don't Get Me Started?
1: Oh, no, I love it. Even if Keanu Reeves is perfectly ridiculous and seems like a surfer dropped into Victorian England, it's still a, a great movie.
0: <laughs> That's another one I haven't seen since. Probably I was in high school and I showed a clip of it for my book report on Dracula.
1: That is, uh, that is incorrect. I believe we watched it for Halloween one year.
0: Oh, wow. I blocked, must have blocked that from my memory. Wow. Maybe I was working at the same time
1: you we were carving pumpkins
0: oh well see i was focusing on the pumpkins because i'd never carved one before
1: oh that's probably why
0: i could have lost a finger (laughs) um and the number 10 highest grossing film of 1992 basic instinct
1: still haven't seen that either but i plan to especially because of the don't fuck with cats documentary basic
0: instinct is in that
1: remember how the serial killer really liked that movie um
0: Oh, yeah. He had, like, an alias from, like, that movie.
1: Yeah, and, like, he did the, the thing with the ice pick, and, um, yeah.
0: Oh, that's right. It's an interesting, it's kind of a hot mess of a movie, but it's worth watching. I had a thought, well, but it is, it just, I just lost it.
1: Well, if it comes back, be sure to let me know, but that's a, that's a pretty good list of movies there. 92 is pretty solid.
0: Yeah, that's a really good list of movies. So, good year for movies. um, And a good year, uh, sort of, for the gays. Um, This was the year that the Kentucky Supreme Court, of all places, struck down that state's criminalization of sodomy. Holding that this was a violation of equal protection laws and right to privacy. Oh. So, this was a Kentucky case, Kentucky versus Wasson. Uh, A 23-year-old nursing student named Jeffrey Wasson was arrested in one of those sting operations where cops just, like, hung out in a bathroom and asked for sex. Jeez. And even though there was no promise of money exchanging hands, no drug exchange, and the sex wasn't even supposed to occur in the bathroom as, like, public indecency, they were going to go back to his house and have sex. They still arrested him. So it was purely a sting just to catch gay people.
1: In 1986. So that was
0: in 1986. And so this man like fought it for a long time. And eventually in 1992, uh, it reached the Supreme court and um, was overturned. So I did uh, some, some Googling. I couldn't find anything about poor Jeffrey Wasson who would be, uh, I mean, I hope he's still alive today, but he would, I'm trying to actually do math in my head He'd be, what, 51, something like that? So yeah, I was just really curious. I did find an interview with the lawyer who defended him, and it was actually on a gay podcast from Biloxi, Mississippi. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, called Out Here in America. I couldn't find it on Google Podcasts, so I haven't listened to the episode yet, but maybe I will. So since that's all I have to say about that, I didn't pick pick them for Queer of the Year, even though they deserve it. My queer of the year for 1992 instead goes to the World Health Organization. Woo-hoo! Yay, who? Who are you? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they go by who? Who? Um, who? 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 Uh, the World Health Organization. Who? And they have a manual called the ICD, which is the Uh, which is the international classification of diseases and they're up to version 10. The ICD is kind of like a cousin of the DSM, which is the American psychiatric manual. That one's for psychiatric disorders only. ICD is for everything. So from like Ebola to like, I've got a pimple to I've got a hemorrhoid, anything that's all in the ICD. So, The F-60s, they're all like letters. There's like A's, B's, and then numbers. So all the F-60s are mental disorders like anxiety, sexual fetishes, necrophilia, Munchausen syndrome. It runs the whole gamut. So like F-64s are gender identity, um, and then F-66 includes psychological and behavioral disorders associated with sexual development, and orientation so in 1992 was when the ICD-10 came out and they removed homosexuality as a disorder it was a disorder up through ICD-9
1: it was a medical condition
0: a medical condition thank you I am not a doctor so the but what they did do throughout like all the entries in the ICD-10, it says sexual orientation by itself is not to be regarded as a disorder. It says that in almost every entry, which is kind of funny. It's like the the who, it's like the who version of not that there's anything wrong with that. (laughs)
1: Like the who's in (laughs) Whoville?
0: What? I mean, who knows what they're up to? I bet, I bet they, I bet they get into some, Necrophilia and hoot down in whoville
1: Do, do you remember uh, when Leslie Jordan and Josh Groban were on Ally McBeal, and Leslie Jordan kept calling him a necrophiliac? <laughs> no, <laughs> I completely
0: forgot they were on there.
1: Yes. Oh my God! I still laugh about it to this day. Every time I think about Leslie Jordan accidentally calling Josh Groban a necrophiliac, he played his pastor.
0: Was that in like season four or five? That was later on.
1: I was three or four.
0: Okay, yeah i I really have only recall seasons one and two.
1: Well, you better get on it then. I think they're 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 available on streaming now.
0: I have the DVD box set, so the who, the Who. Um, not the band they divide all of the entries down to like f66.0 f66.1 so there's a bunch of different ones within f66 which is psychological and behavioral disorders this sounds
1: like a riveting read
0: it sounds like what
1: it sounds like a riveting read
0: it is dense and i again i'm not a doctor or a medical transcriptionist or even know what that is. I didn't take that Sally Struthers mail-in course in the (laughs) nineties. Do you remember that? That was one of the ones you could do. You could be like a medical transcriptionist.
1: Yes. That was like those come on during the day when jobless people are watching soap operas.
0: I would see them during the Price is Right a lot or the pyramid. So F66.0 is sexual maturation disorder, which is, when you have anxiety or depression because of an uncertainty about your own gender identity or sexual orientation. Oh. So I find that really interesting because that's more of like a symptom than a, 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 it, even if we a weren't condition. using the word disease, it's not even anything. It's like a symptom of something else.
1: Right. Right. It's not its own condition.
0: It's not its own condition. And so F66.1 is ego dystonic sexual orientation, which sounds like a muse song or something. But um, that is when uh, your gender identity or sexual orientation is clear, yet you want to change it. So this is one of the really touchy ones because this is the one that gets into like gay conversion therapy. Um, oh, and is still used kind of as a as a justification for that by shady doctors, and it's just really interesting because it's kind of like, so it says in the um, th- there's a paper that I'll talk about later, which is someone uh, a review board wrote because they want to strike all of the F66s from the. The ICD for ICD-11. They just want to get rid of them because they think they're Uh they're useless. Um, And they say that patients are still sometimes diagnosed with this ego dystonic sexual orientation. And that's often a result of, this is their quote, unfavorable and intolerant attitudes of the society or a conflict between sexual urges and religious belief systems.
1: Like I, when I realized that I was gay when I was younger, I did not want to be at all because of a variety of reasons. Both, I guess, Community-related and religion-related. Is that what they're talking about?
0: I think so. You might be an ego-dystonic sexual orientationer.
1: Well, I'm not anymore, but I mean, when I was 14, I sure was.
0: Lego my ego-dystonic.
1: Yes, that sounds like the best thing to make a joke out
0: of. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we laugh at it, Josh, and then it goes away, just like the clown at the end of It.
1: You're right, of course. We just yell that,
0: you're a bully, and then it shrinks and disappears, this, like, world-shattering organism. I actually, I remember I really wanted to be gay for some reason. (laughs) I I think it was because I really liked the Ellen DeGeneres sitcom.
1: Oh, well, I watched that afterwards, so I was all on board by then, but. Um, Yeah, when I first realized it, I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? Like, I was trying to come up with a plan and everything. I had to do something about this because nobody was going to be okay with it.
0: Um, Yeah, I just didn't really care what other people thought. I had a more lax uh, upbringing of people who just didn't give a shit about me. <laughs> so I could have been anything I wanted.
1: That's both sad and inspiring at the same time. I don't even know how you did that.
0: That's the story of my life. Hmm so um just to continue real quick um, the f66.2 is sexual relationship disorder and that's when you have difficulties in forming or maintaining a sexual relationship because of your gender identity or sexual orientation that just sounds like another symptom like I don't understand to... why these are even distinct
1: so no, that doesn't make any sense
0: no it doesn't make sense so that's the argument so um, we are still using icd10 and by we I mean, medical professionals who are not me um so this was this started in 1992 um and we are still using it today which is wild
1: that's crazy
0: yeah so the plan is for january 2022 is when it will be replaced by icd-11 and i read this paper in that was published in 2014 where this review group suggested deleting the F 66 categories all together, as I mentioned. Um, So they also want to revise the F 64s, which are about gender identity.
1: Yeah, I bet.
0: Um, And let me just go back to my notes. I thought I had made a note about F 64s. Yeah, they're revising it and, replacing some of the labels with something called gender incongruence where you're not happy with the gender or with the gender you've been assigned
1: but they're still going with it being a medical condition
0: they're still going with it being a medical condition so it would still be a medical condition so there's still some work to be done there And this is just, again, this paper was done in 2014, so I don't know what the final decisions will be. Oh, okay. Um, We'll have to wait until 2022 and crack open that ICD-11 and eagerly flip through the pages. It'll be like when the next Harry Potter book comes out. Yes,
1: I'm going to be looking forward to that shit.
0: Yeah, we'll line up at midnight for ICD-11 publication.
1: That would be hilarious. We could have like a party for it.
0: That would be a lot of fun. So one thing I found really interesting in this paper is that they asked this general question, what is a mental disorder? <laughs> Which I actually found really interesting that they were trying to, to like inter- interact with this, you know, people who uh, science is very important. Right. Um And they talked about how difficult it can be to decide what is a mental disorder because the definition is broad enough that like if you are, you know, really sad over the death of a loved one and in a deep bereavement process, that could be considered a mental disorder, you know, because there's just so much gray area here. So they were tackling with that and they also recognized that so much of what is in the ICD, like we were talking about is the result of like social or political disapproval like it's it's the it's the result of of a system not necessarily the result of your body or your mind the Mm. depression the anxiety the unease you know that that's from society not from from your individual being okay so we'll see we'll see you know they had a nice hopeful conclusion to this paper saying that they hope that the ICD can address the needs of people with same sex orientation in a manner consistent with good clinical practice, existing human rights principles, and the mission of who? <laughs> who? 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 So, Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, all these esteemed medical professionals. So, yeah, so Queer of the Year to who for declassifying homosexuality as a disease?
1: Uh, Yeah, I didn't know anything about this, so that is very informative. And uh, we'll be waiting for that uh, midnight release party in 2022.
0: (laughs) 2022. Set a reminder on your calendar.
1: I'm going to dress up as ego dystonic sexual orientation.
0: Ooh, I'll be necrophilia.
1: Oh, good one. That's a good idea.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably still in there.
1: I'm going to say probably so.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's it. That's a quick overview of that. If For all the doctors out there listening to our podcast, please write in and, and correct any mistakes I made and tell us more about the ICD.
1: And you have a link to the article that you're reading that uh, our listeners can check out.
0: Yes, I will send it to you, and you can put it in our show notes. Awesome. So next week, we will likely talk about 1993.
1: Oh, I've got a lot to say about 1993.
0: Can you give us a a hint, like a clue, like a riddle, that we can try to solve and guess what you might talk about for
1: 1993? Yeah, I don't know about a riddle, but... It starts out with something to do with the 1993 MTV Music Video Awards.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. I never really watched those, so this will be an educational
1: experience for me. For some reason, we watched them pretty regularly in the early 90s, and it was always a, a big event. And I usually had to go to bed before they were over, so they would record the rest of it for me.
0: Are these the awards with the Moon Man Award?
1: Yes, they have the Little Moon Man awards.
0: Well, that'll be exciting. Do they even do those anymore?
1: I believe so. Yeah. Oh wow.
0: I didn't know they would still do them since MTV hasn't played videos since I don't know two thousand.
1: Yeah, but videos still exist in the world.
0: I guess so. I haven't watched it, but I guess there's a there's an Ariana Grande Justin Bieber song. Do you know about this? No. It's like a COVID-19 themed duet where they're just staying at home together and like doing it. I don't know in the song. Um, But I guess Carol Baskin's in the video from Tiger King. What? And Ariana Grande didn't know she was going to be in it and is really pissed off about it because of Carol Baskin's animal cruelty.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, so I'll have to check that out. Yes. The song's really bad, though. I assumed it's bad i'll watch it on mute i love ariana grande but justin bieber uh is i can't even say he's trying his songs have been really lazy i feel like
1: yeah they have and he's gross and not gross in a good way
0: (laughs) not gross in a good way thank you for fitting in one of our catchphrases
1: so um, hopefully we will get our quarantine brains wrapped around Dr. Sleep and finally finish the damn book. Oh, so that we can I talk haven't about even it. read any of it this week. Oh, my God. You better get on that because people are waiting to hear all about Dr. Sleep. Name three. I uh, Sam, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yes. Hi, Sam. Thank you again for that review.
1: And maybe some people in Germany.
0: Guten Tag. Deutschland,
1: wow, and um,
0: maybe someone green. in, maybe someone in Barcelona.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I can't even with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, te amo, Barcelona. <laughs> So if anybody has any questions or comments um, and would like to reach out to us, please do so by emailing us at thegrossone@outlook.com or you can go on to iTunes and leave us a wonderful review. What else do you got for us?
0: That's it. I hope everyone's safe and sneezing into their elbows.
1: And washing their hands. Mm-hmm.
0: And their elbows.
1: just their hands and elbows nothing else
0: (laughs) you can skip the forearm between like just do hand and elbow but you can skip the rest
1: right you don't want to overwork yourself in in these difficult times
0: skin gets dry we talked about
1: that that's true Mm -hmm. alright well thank you so much for teaching us about uh, the year uh, 1992 in queer history and for talking to me today Uh,
0: oh I always enjoy it it's always a pleasure
1: All right. Well, uh, have a great night, and we will see everybody next Wednesday. Yes, see you next Wednesday.